Sisters. If you're your first time listening to She Is Becoming, welcome to the show. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's word, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our mind. You can find our episodes on whatever podcast platform you typically use and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. And you can follow us on Instagram at She Is Becoming Podcast to catch our IG lives, pray with us, and catch our super dope giveaways. I swear we have the best giveaways of any podcast ever. We, we give do. away we the do. best stuff in our lives. I mean, they're hilarious. Yes. They, well, yeah. And well, it's, you're it's hilarious. normally you're me hilarious because on the <laughs> I can't handle all those social media <laughs> this stuff. This is so true. So please go follow us on Instagram. But without further ado, I am your co-host, Delaney. I am here in the studio with my co-host, Bev. And we want to introduce a very special guest to you today. Her name is Hannah. Her last name I'm going to butcher. It's LaFollette. La did Very I do good. it? Very good. La You did I, a good job. I was practicing in the car on the way here. Okay, I'm so glad. There's a town in Wisconsin called La Follette. Any relation? Oh, I don't yeah. know. You're, you're the La Follette of the Follette city. <laughs> okay, no, she's not, but it's okay. okay. So Hannah is a mama of two beautiful daughters, like the most gorgeous daughters. My son just was playing with them the other day, and our kids got married, so now they we're did. related. There you they go. Did. We are related. Pick, you can pick his spouse right there we go it's actually perfect um and she is husband to adam who is amazing and she is a bold follower of jesus so welcome to the show we'd like to start by asking you our signature question that we always ask everybody which is what has god been saying to you lately well first off thanks for having me of course i'm so glad it's such a pleasure and a privilege to be here and to meet you bev and to hang out with you delaney it's it's definitely a blessing so thank you thank you i'm glad you could come Um, so God, I feel like he's teaching me lots of things all Mm -hmm. the time, all the time. Um, but I've been going through this book. I actually brought it with me. It's called seated with Christ. And, um, it talks about just like what it is to be seated with Christ in Ephesians. You know, it talks about how, um, we are seated with Christ. I actually have it pulled up. It says, um, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So like, what does it mean to actually be seated? Mm -hmm. Like sitting down at a table with the Lord and the book equates it to like King Arthur and the round table, how like when we're seated with God, our eyes are on him. Our mission is him. And what does that look like? How do we live that in a culture where everything is, we're always being compared to something or Mm. someone, you know, like our weight, our looks are, what are we doing? How are we serving God and keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and knowing that my giftings are not intimidating shouldn't be intimidating to other sisters and other sisters gifting shouldn't be intimidating to me Say that (laughs) because like God has given us our own unique talents and abilities. And so we should be rejoicing for those who have different giftings than Mm -hmm. us and not envying those who might have a gifting different than ours. Your own seat at the table. Yes. Your own unique role. Yes. Yes. And what is, what does that look like? And how do you, as a mom, you know, for me, I'm like, how do I, not get intimidated by the mom who does all the crafts when I hate crafts or yeah you know hey, like I, yeah my kids are normal I never did crafts with yeah them. Okay. I, hate okay. crafts. I just hate them but I'm like and then how does my friend who doesn't like to cook come to my house and feel like she's oh that was seated. me like last week <laughs> she, she a good cook no yeah she taught me oh good. it was really helpful uh, well let's get some recipes then. yeah yeah of, we have a, we have a cookbook mom's life cookbook she, I can get you she a gave me a cookbook yeah so yeah, we and we actually that's my passion we actually yeah. sat at a table too so how full circle is this that me and hannah sat at a table last week and she taught me to cook with her different gifting like mm-hmm. so cool yeah, yeah and, it, and you shouldn't feel intimidated by that because you've got giftings that i 
don't have, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what I've just been learning is um, how to just sit with the Lord and to be like, you know, my sister is so good at X, Y, and Z, and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. that's a blessing Mm -hmm. because she brings something that I don't bring Mm -hmm. and I bring something that she doesn't bring Mm -hmm. and not, I think other successes I don't have to be intimidated by because God has success for me Mm -hmm. in my own unique ways. So, and success in the Lord is faithfulness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not how big or how grand or mm-hmm. uh, how well it's it's really being faithful to what he's called us to do mm-hmm. that's success well I think as a mom too like we often can get um, we just see other people living their gifts in a different way than maybe we are right now like for me like the way that I'm living my Christian walk is usually like something that nobody else sees it's behind closed doors it's in the way that I talk to my husband the way that I you know discipline my child like it's in those ways and so I think sometimes we look at other people and we get envious of like what they're doing and how the Lord like what what purpose the Lord has for them right now Mm -hmm. and really as a mom I feel like so much of that is behind the scenes Mm -hmm. but also remembering that God sees that Mm -hmm. and that they're what they're doing is not more important than what I'm doing Mm -hmm. oh no that's for Mm -hmm. sure that's a really powerful lesson to be learning right now yeah it is. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. That can bless you your entire life, just mm-hmm. to have that security in Christ. Mm. Yeah. And you'll have yeah. more friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not, you know, you're you don't comparing. have those those yeah. bad Im- things going the on jealousy, between you. Yeah. You can just let them be them and you can be that you and it's freedom and it's it really makes for great relationships. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I feel like that's also something that I love to encourage women about is like, to empower other women in God's way. So it's not because I want to empower you to do whatever you want to do, but empowering women to be obedient to what Mm -hmm. God has called them to today. Mm -hmm. And so I also see that about you. Like, I feel like we're right here with that vision. Like I see you as a woman who does that to other women as well. So thank you for bringing that up. That's really cool. So let's just start out here by, can you just tell us like a little bit about yourself? Like maybe give us just some background about who you are. All right. Well, I'm Hannah. I used to be, I'm now La Follette, but mm-hmm. I used to be Harrison. So mm-hmm. I'm the daughter of Steve and Manjeet. Oh, yeah. Harrison. We know them. Yeah. You know, the English guy who asked, oh, yeah. how can I pray for you? <laughs> yeah. That's my dad. Um, works on the missions department. <laughs> and my mom, the um, the baker of all wonderful things. Oh, I yeah. heard that. I Unbelievable. Heard that. You have never yeah. tasted I have never tasted. No. You will eat her treats and you will taste and see that the they Lord is good. They were at my wedding. They were at my wedding oh, bed. Those were the good, the yes, baked goods that were, was okay. my mom. I was like, I have oh, to have boy. Manjeet. Like, I, yeah, there's like, nobody better. Okay, those cake pops. Yeah. yeah. Could have so eaten six good. of them. Yes. So I yes. was trying to be a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and I had on mom. a tight dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mom and dad, they're amazing, amazing people who love the Lord. Dearly raised me in a wonderful Christian home. Mm-hmm. My dad was um, an assistant pastor of a very, very small non-denominational church in a very small town mm-hmm. um so delaney and i i feel like really bonded over that because oh, we're percent oh nothing yeah. crazy ever happens when you're a pk yeah oh i know about it i'm married a pk so yeah right. you know and like the microscope that you live under what? and um, glass house yeah literally yeah 
and what that looks like. And um, I feel like there's so many pluses and there's things that I'm doing differently. And I feel like that's a beautiful thing. hundred percent. I met my husband when I was 15 at a Bible camp that my dad forced me to go to because I was in a very rebellious state. Stage. (laughs) He was like, you're going to this Bible camp. God is going to do something in you. And then I met my husband. I mean, he did. Your dad wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. So I met my husband there. We started dating on my 16th birthday and then we got married when I was 20 and then I got pregnant with my first four months after we got married so I was still in college so boom 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 yeah oh wow you guys are some little overachievers over here yeah yeah. Okay, so that was really <laughs> quick. <laughs> um, that's really cool, though, that you guys have known each other also for so long. and mm-hmm. Grown up together. Grown mm-hmm. up together. That's really cool that he could see you in all those different life stages. So, okay, let's start talking about this. We want. I want to know about your journey of pregnancy. Um, I know you said that you just you had your first daughter, so we're mm-hmm. at that point with Aveline, mm-hmm. who's five, right? She's going to be five in just a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so can you talk about the next pregnancy? Yeah. So with Aveline, I, we pretty much just got pregnant by looking at each other. We're like honeymooners who just got pregnant with no problem. I, um, had a very easy pregnancy with her. It was like no complications. Um, when she was about a year old, we were like, well, I was student teaching at the time, finishing my degree. And we were like, might as well try for a second. We looked at each other again and got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it was um, the same in the sense that like I was sick and I was tired. And but it was weird because I started having like bleeding when I was six weeks and then it went away and then I had it at eight weeks. So the doctor was checking the baby and every time they were like, there's there's a subchronic hemorrhage. And that's like very common in pregnancy can usually like 79 percent of it just resolves. It's just like a blood clot in your placenta. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're like, it's nothing to worry about. And so I, 10 weeks, I was bleeding again and had another ultrasound. Everything was fine. And then around 12 weeks, I had an appointment scheduled for my 13 week check, which was the week of Christmas of 2000. And oh gosh. So she was 16. So it'd be 2017 or 18. I can't even remember. So she, yeah, 17. So December, 2017. And, um, I don't know. I just had this deep inner feeling that something was wrong. I honestly thought that my mind went to, okay, the baby has some sort of like problem. I didn't, and it wasn't like, it didn't feel insurmountable. Like mm-hmm. I was like, maybe the baby has down syndrome or yeah. has like some birth defect. And I was like, that's fine. Like we can take that on. It's not, it's not a big deal. We will love whatever child God gives us. Yes. I went to Bible study that night and I said to my friend, I was like there, I feel like there's something like deeply wrong. And she mm. was like, like, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know. I, I explained what I just told you guys to her. And she's like, I think you're just over exact overreacting, it's just mm-hmm. normal pregnancy nerves. The next, I couldn't sleep all night. So the next morning I um, made an appointment with my doctor and I was the 13th of December and she said, come on in, we'll check the baby. So they got in the room, pulled out the Doppler and she goes, we can't find a heartbeat, but mm. it's fine. Like you're only 12 weeks. We'll go to ultrasound. You probably just have a stubborn baby boy inside of you. It's everything should be fine. So I had my, I had Aveline with me and we went to the ultrasound and the lady did, um, she started doing the ultrasound and she was like, 
she was like looking and then she started frantically looking Mm -hmm. and i could see the baby on the screen but the baby wasn't moving Mm. and the other weeks like around 10 weeks is when they start moving so i had seen the baby moving the week before and i was like i knew something was wrong and she goes okay like i'm really sorry your baby does not have a heartbeat she said the baby's measuring 11 weeks and six days i was like Mm -hmm. no 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 no. that's literally not possible i was like that i'm 12 weeks today she's like i'm really sorry your baby probably died this morning there's nothing we can do and at that point i felt like (laughs) the room your daughter was in the room she was with me yep Mm. And I felt like all the air just like got sucked yeah. out of the room. And um, it was Christmas. Oh. Yeah. And oh, I called so my mom sorry. and I was like, mom, the baby doesn't have a heartbeat. I'm obviously like sobbing and Aveline's just looking at me like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. So my mom came and she took Aveline for me and um, I went to see the doctor. And sh- she said to me, she said, um, you have two options. You can go home and you can deliver your baby at home. Or you can have surgery, she said, but I'm not going to do the surgery because I think you can deliver at home. And I was like, there's no way I'm delivering yeah. this baby at home mm-hmm. when it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. So my one of my best friends is an OB at Fairview Ridges in Burnsville. And I called her and I was like, look, I lost the baby. Can you do my surgery? She's my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, absolutely. Um, so she did my surgery. The next day, I went in for a pre-op that afternoon and did surgery the next day. And I had a very horrible, very, very, very horrible recovery. I bled for eight weeks. Oh, my god! Usually, you stop bleeding after like three weeks at the most. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just continuously bled every time I did any physical activity, any like um, any cleaning, anything like that. The bleeding would just start. But somehow in between like bleeding episodes, I managed to get pregnant again. Wow. And um, do you want me to keep going or do yeah, you have any no, questions? No, I want you to keep going. I keep I just, going. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got another question for you, but I, let's finish okay. this. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot. yeah. So after I, um, I managed to somehow get pregnant in between those episodes. And this time the doctor was like, okay, well, it's not very common to lose a baby a second time because like usually when you lose babies, you use them, you lose them like before eight weeks Mm -hmm. due to chromosomal abnormalities. But usually you don't lose them like right at the second trimester. So she's like, you know, I don't think that they're, well, I guess I should say when you have surgery, they test the baby's tissue to find out if there's any chromosomal abnormalities. So they tested the tissue. They came back with the answer of, the baby was totally fine, no chromosomal abnormalities whatsoever. And then um, they said that it was a little boy. So we named him Ezekiel Evan, mm. which means God is my strength and God is yeah, my refuge. It's beautiful. And um, I feel like that was a big thing for me to have to process with the Lord of why did you allow me to lose a baby with absolutely nothing wrong with mm. him? And then like, what does that say about me? Like, how come I... Like, that's obviously something wrong with me if I lost a baby that has no chromosomal abnormalities. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with him. Perfectly healthy. Should have been so, born. So you're examining yourself. What yeah. did I do? Did you're I blaming do? yourself. Yeah. Did God counter that with any scriptures or? I mean, I he did in like different ways, but my heart was so 
sad and yeah. in such a sorrowful place that you're it was grieving. like you're grieving yeah like the enemy just has a greater access i think when you're grieving because he you're in this deep pit of sadness yeah, yeah. and when you're already putting blame on yourself they, it's harder i think for the lord to penetrate you with his truth when you're self-analyzing all the things that you did wrong yeah. even though i didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. so then i got pregnant again like i said yeah in between my bleeding episodes and so I, how, how many weeks from the surgery until you were pregnant again um so i got pregnant in march beginning of march of 2018 so about like two and a half months okay i never i had like a you know they say like wait a month and then wait a cycle and have another you can get pregnant again i had a cycle but i was always bleeding so i mean it was like i never really knew if i was Mm -hmm. ovulating or if i wasn't and i got pregnant and they're like it'll be fine this time and i transferred myself to my ob's office and we did we checked the baby at six weeks eight weeks ten weeks The baby was always fine, nothing wrong. At 12 weeks, we went to um, out to lunch, me and my OB before my ultrasound. And she goes, are you nervous? And I'm like, I feel like anytime I get in an ultrasound room, I feel nervous yeah. because I'm like, it's trauma, you know, totally. like, yeah, you're, you're like, I'm at the same time. Of course, spot, of course, you know? of course. Um, It'd be not natural if you didn't have those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm nervous, but like, we know that nothing's wrong. I hadn't had any bleeding. There was no subcryonic hemorrhages. It's, it was, everything looked great. So we went to the ultrasound room and um, she did the ultrasound and no heartbeat again. and the baby was measuring 11 weeks and five days so like the same time yeah same time frame like they literally both babies passed within 24 hours gestationally of each other and my friend my my sweet friend really loves the lord and she was like hannah i'm so sorry like you know then she's self-analyzing as a doctor like how how did this happen like Mm -hmm. we did everything we could yeah you know you can't believe it's again oh no i literally i just stood there in shock i think i probably said some very choice words and i was like how did how did you respond to god yeah i i mean i don't i didn't do any business with god Mm. after that for a while i mean i Mm. went in so i had surgery again because they were like all right let's do another surgery and let's and then my my ob was like we need to don't get pregnant she was like we need to take this to the next level and figure out what's going on. Because if I had lost a baby at like six weeks and then at eight weeks, it would have been very different than losing them within 24 weeks. hours yeah. just stationing yeah. each other and at 12 weeks. Cause yeah. that's like point to the threshold of right. your chance of miscarriage is like 1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she um, took my case to a board of doctors and my husband, he is so faithful and he loves the Lord with all of his heart. And he never, ever wavered in his faith during mm. this time. He was always trying to draw me back to he the was Lord. That rock for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very. And um, he was like, I said, well, what do we do now? Like, obviously we want more kids, but like, I don't, I cannot go through this again. Mm-hmm. I had, surgery again and i bled again for eight weeks um and i get the only thing that i really felt the lord say to me during that time was um in order to proceed with another pregnancy you need three doctors to agree on what your plan of action should be Hmm. and so that was all i heard specific very very specific like very so um i went and saw a my OB ordered a ton of tests like all of the things you could think of like lupus and 
um, like MTHFR. So tests on you. Yeah, Mm. they did like a sonohistogram, just tons of different tests to figure out if there was something wrong with me because they had the tissue tested again. The um, the results came back with a perfectly healthy baby girl and no chromosomal abnormalities whatsoever. Perfectly Mm. normal. Um, We went and saw a genetic counselor. They did tests on both Adam and I. We have no chromosomal abnormalities in our family history, in our genes. So, like, why is this happening? Like, there isn't a logical explanation. The only thing that came back was that I had a blood clotting disorder called Factor V Leiden. And I have that. You have that. Oh, my goodness. So that's what I have. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a similar story. So it's interesting. Keep talking, girl. (laughs) Yeah. So I that's the only thing that came back. And so um, they were like, do you know anybody in your family who has this? Like hereditary? Mm -hmm. No, we we didn't know. My mom's from India and and it's not found in Asian people. So we went and saw um, a hematologist. My mom came with me. She's like, I need to know all the things. If you have this, like some of the other kids might have it. Right. And so... um, the doctor was Indian, like my mom, and she goes, there's no way it's from you, meaning my mom, mm-hmm. because she's like, you're Indian and Asians don't carry it. So mm-hmm. it's from your husband. And some, she said, is there recurrent miscarriage in your family? And her sister had about four miscarriages, but not at the like at the point that I did. Mm-hmm. So they did more tests. And her um, her answer to me was, I think you'll be fine if you get pregnant again. But when you get pregnant, you need to go on blood thinners right away. Yeah. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, interesting. So my, I went to my OB and I said, what would be your plan of action knowing that I have this blood clotting disorder? And she said, when you get pregnant again, you need to go on blood thinners. And then I was like, okay. So I went to um, a reproductive endocrinologist at um, Mayo Clinic. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she said, too bad, so sad. Try again. I'm not helping you. That was like literally what she said. So she wasn't the third. She was not the third. So after that, I was like, my mom was like, my mom, my mom said, you have two. Just go ahead and do it. Like, just get pregnant. Just do the Lovenox. I was like, no, no, no. The Lord, this is the only thing the Lord has said to me that I can visibly like hear. Were you giving yourself shots? Not, not, not with the other two. No. Okay. So with my, so then I said, I cannot, um, in good faith, go ahead and get pregnant without three yeses. Mm -hmm. And my husband was very firm on that. He was like, Nope, we heard three. You need to wait for three. He said, see another reproductive endocrinologist. So I literally Googled reproductive endocrinologist near me. And the top one that came up, he had like so many good reviews. So I called in and they're like, it's a six week wait to see him, but we'll get you on the list. And so I did all the paperwork and they called me and like out of the blue two weeks later, like we have a random opening. Do you want it? Hmm. And I was like, yeah, get that's great. Get me in. So I saw him and he said, you need to do a fertility treatment to get pregnant. We need to ensure that like the egg and sperm are meeting at the healthiest optimal time. And then he said, you need to do Lovenox as well. <laughs> and he was like, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a fertility treatment. But before we do that, he was like, we need to do something called a sonohistogram on you to see if there's like an, you have like a misshapen uterus or something sure. that's like not allowing the babies to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he said, in order to do that, you have to wait until you have another cycle and then we'll do it on day five. And I was still bleeding from my last one. And whenever I would stop, there'd be a few days break. But three days after my appointment, I randomly got my 
got my period. Yeah. And I called in. They're like, great, come in and we're going to do your sonohistogram. I went in. They did my sonohistogram and there was a huge mass in my uterus, like hmm. huge. And he was like, okay, Hannah, you either have two things. You either have cancer or you have placental tissue inside of you. One of the two, but you need to go through surgery again to figure out we need to like see what's going this on. This is third surgery. This is my third surgery. In a short in like amount of six time. six months. Yeah. And I just like wept. I was like so, because I was like, I've bled so much since I have ha like been, since I've lost Ezekiel. And I was like, then I lost Nova. So we had the little girl, we named her Nova Mercy. And I was like, and then I had Nova and I haven't stopped bleeding from her. And now I have to go through surgery again. And it's either cancer or it's placental tissue. The like, emotional what? pain, like not what? even the physical pain, like it's that too, but the emotional yeah. pain that you experienced through all yeah. of that. I was just like, what is the, how Lord do you find doing? steady ground yeah. when you're getting these, this news? Yeah. Like that's crazy. I just was like, Lord, what are you doing? And where are you? Like yeah. I, ha I, so then I started going to like Job where Job, you know, is like his friends were like, obviously you did something in your life. And I was mm -hmm. like, maybe I wasn't pure enough. Maybe I wasn't like godly enough. Like maybe I, you know, like didn't abstain enough before I got married or, you know, like maybe I swore too much or did too many rebellious things. And this is like my punishment, right. you know, we take that on so easily. No. Yeah. And it's not right thinking. It's not. It's so not biblical thinking. It's not who God is. But in that, like, in that moment, in moment. of yes. just deep. Yep. Those are real things that you really experience. You, It's like you know the truth. Yes. But it's like you can't, sometimes you feel like you can't help this shame feeling and this guilt feeling. Fighting so, those emotions. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I and, get you, that. and then the more you press into that, the more the enemy, like, uses it. Brings you, you to the spot yeah. where you're just like, you're really nothing but a shell because you've beaten yourself up mm. so much. I mean, I went from being like the person that you see today mm -hmm. to being like having multiple panic attacks a day, not sleeping mm. at night, crying continuously, you know, just so depressed. And then in this, this constant state of like, I have to get pregnant because I have to prove to myself that I can do it mm. and that I can have a healthy pregnancy because I did it once I can do it again. Like mm. it felt like my body was failing me. I was failing as a wife and I just like I got to this point of like needing to prove that something wasn't desperately wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So I had my third surgery and they tested all the tissue and it was placental remains. It was just a bunch of stuff that got caught somewhere during my second surgery and it wasn't accessible. And so they had to pull it all out again. And then um, I got pregnant. I didn't know oh, I didn't get pregnant. I then the doctor said, OK, now that you're done with surgery and you you're clean now and he was still bleeding, but not as bad yeah. he was like we need to do a fertility treatment um so i did a level one fertility treatment they gave me all the drugs is this when he got, you got the third yes or yes. is that not yet? yes so okay he was the third yes he was so the third he yes was the third so we yes. got the go ahead mm -hmm. okay and he said i don't feel comfortable sending you off to get pregnant on your own he was like i want to do a fertility treatment mm -hmm. with you so he was the third yes so my husband was like okay now yeah. he's like let's see this fertility treatment through and let's do it and i feel like as well in the christian circle fertility treatments are very um sometimes they're regarded as not godly because it's oh, using science sure. to create something but like i'm here to say that 
God without created, science god I'm created like, that yeah, though like he yeah. gave someone the yeah. mind to think of that so exactly yeah. and it's fascinating like watching such a miracle your mm-hmm. body like watching because when you do a level one fertility treatment you take drugs to like stimulate your ovaries so they were watching my eggs so i was going in like for ultrasound seeing like the eggs growing and mm-hmm. um and it was like a really really amazing thing to go through with my husband as well like seeing him just be such a constant for me Mm. in that because fertility treatments are hard like they're really hard they're emotionally taxing and they're draining and they are hard on your body Mm -hmm. and and um, you have a child at home that you're taking care of plus all of this yeah so I had Aveline and um I mean I was just like wrecked with just sadness and pain and I was and they told me you know the first one usually doesn't work so like be prepared to do this multiple times your body's been through a lot and it's probably not going to take the first time and so we did um we did all the meds the first time and um I just I don't know if there was something like deep in my soul that was like don't do it don't follow through with it and what can happen is your body can create too many eggs and then when you trigger ovulation it can drop too many and you can get pregnant with like triplets or quads which is very dangerous yeah Yeah. and then my um fertility treatment was like if you get my the clinic was like if you get pregnant with triplets or quads like we have to drop you you have to just go to a different place of care because we don't take care of triplets and quads that's that's a critical pregnancy then yeah in a whole different category right yeah high risk Mm -hmm. i just was like I, I had this feeling of like I, I didn't want to cancel it but I just didn't feel peace about it so I mm. called my mom and I was like mom I don't know what to do I was like I feel this like I want to have another baby but I feel this like inner like struggle and my mom was like if you're thinking about canceling your cycle she was like I, I would highly recommend it she goes the Lord gave me a dream last night mm. and she goes and in my dream you had you were giving birth to five babies and mm. you were crying saying like i don't i wish this wasn't what was happening to me mm-hmm. and she's like i didn't know how to tell you like don't go ahead with the cycle because i know you've put so much weight into it but she's like but i really feel like this is not the month to do it mm-hmm. and so i was like all right i'm just going to i'm going to go with that because she's obviously hearing more from the lord than i am at this point yeah well what's crazy too about just this whole situation is like you felt like you were far from god and like god wasn't really speaking to you but also how boldly did he speak to you when you were at this place of desperation mm-hmm. he spoke loudly to mm-hmm. you at the same time and directly right. it's not always like that when mm-hmm. he speaks and this so that's interesting that you felt like that but at the same time like listening to you i am seeing that he did speak to you Mm -hmm. in mighty ways yeah yeah because like i mean even with like the three the three yeses like i would have stopped at two and then i wouldn't have done a fertility treatment and that fertility treatment might have been what my body needed to create a healthy baby in fact i would have gotten pregnant with placental tissue inside of me and i would have had another miscarriage because Mm -hmm. there was no way it would have been able to be sustained so that third yes protected me from further loss Mm -hmm. you know so I canceled that cycle and then the next month we did another cycle and um, we got pregnant with my daughter Lucy mm. and um, sh- I did shots with her my whole pregnancy. Every day, right? Every you single day. gave them day. to yourself in your abdomen? Yep. Where did you give them? In, in my abdomen every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, been there, done that. Yeah. Not fun. That's so yeah. crazy that you both have yeah. done that. That's, yeah. We did not know that. So yes. that's really crazy. And it's, I mean, people like when they come to my house, because we actually keep all the shots and then when our, like when Lucy was born, we surrounded them and her in a heart of them okay this she has a photo 
uh, if you're okay with it, I'm gonna post this when yeah. we when we release your episode. This is the most beautiful picture you've ever seen. I like will cry thinking about it. It's literally Lucy laying in this like heart of all these shots that she took. Yeah, through her pregnancy. Yeah, like it is so beautiful, and so worth everyone. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh my gosh, like I feel so bad for you, like that. That is so hard. And I'm like, no, literally, this is my saving grace. Like, this mm. is God's gift to me. She is your walking testimony of she God's is. faithfulness to she, you. Like, looking at her is like looking at a tangible answer to Amen. prayer. Like, she is. And if you see, if you ever see her, she is one of the most beautiful children yeah. I have ever seen. She's like, a vibrant, she's a vibrant child. Is she just, there's just something different about her. And she is everything that we prayed for and more and even in my pregnancy with her it's so amazing like i had a subcranic hemorrhage with her and i bled at seven weeks mm -hmm. and i was like it's over it's done and the lord healed that at 10 weeks i bled again with her because my placenta moved over my cervix and by 20 weeks the, that had moved they told me it probably wasn't gonna it moved i was t-boned with her like by a distracted driver and I was transported by ambulance when I was 32 weeks pregnant with her. Yeah. No wow. harm done to her whatsoever. I, deli I delivered her three weeks early, all natural. Like God's hand was on yes, this pregnancy. Like it's just, yeah. it's amazing. So where was your relationship with the Lord through that pregnancy? Yeah, so, and how did yeah. you feel when you got to week 12 or week 11? Yeah, mm -hmm. so what happened was before I found out I was pregnant with her, God, I just, I was having a panic attack in the car it was uh, the beginning of September. I got pregnant with her at the end of September. I was having a full-on panic attack. I pulled over because I couldn't breathe. And I was like, Lord, what? Like, when is this going to change? Like, when am I going to feel close to you? When is, like, mm. this pain and this suffering going to ever go away? And I felt like the Lord said to me, um, you have to choose. Like, you either have to be all in or all out mm. and you've got to make that choice with so, him with him mm. and i was like wow i know it's that like word i know that god has done so many incredible things for my family like i've seen him move in my parents life in amazing ways i know that god loves me i mean i've sat through every single sunday school message you could possibly think through like i know that i my head knows so much but my heart catching up mm. to that is really tough at this point. So I was like, I'm just going to go all in and see what God does. So I joined BSF. I joined Mom's Life. I joined um, a Tuesday night small group through Chaska Church. And I just like immersed myself in that. And when I found out I was pregnant with, well, when I was going to see if I was pregnant with Lucy, I was reading the story of Samuel mm. and how <laughs> God was like, and you know, Hannah. Yeah, and yeah. Hannah. For this child, I have prayed and the Lord mm -hmm. has granted me the desires of my heart. And I read that the morning of my six week ultrasound with her where they were, where they saw that I had a, there was a baby and there was a heartbeat. And um, my dad actually sent me Isaiah 43. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I really feel like the Lord wants you to press into this scripture. Mm -hmm. So when I was pregnant with Lucy in the beginning of my trimester, I really worked on Remember, remembering that and that verses um when you pass through the waters i will oh, be yes. with you mm. you know when you walk through the, the rivers fire. you will not they will not overwhelm you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned for i am the lord your god the holy one of israel your savior because you are precious and honored in my sight and because i love you i will give men in exchange for you and nations in place of your life and so 
I still had anxiety. It's not like I just like went to God yeah. and chose God and I did. I was free of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. It's I a daily choice. It is. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that, like, I mean, like I said, with Lucy, I had bleeding at six weeks and bleeding with 10 weeks. And it wasn't like I was just like, oh, there's blood. It's all good. Like God's here. I mean, we're talking like full out laid out on the floor, wrecked with sobs, mm-hmm. can't even breathe, begging the Lord not to take this baby's life, you know. And then it's like sifting through the things that people say to you. Like some people say things like, well, you know, like when you now that you have Lucy and if she's healthy and well, it will be like that void is filled from losing Ezekiel and Nova. And it's like, no, 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 that's not that's not what this is. If I could have all of them simultaneously, no, I would. Yeah, Yeah, like Lucy's never going to. Take the place. There's no No. replacing that child loss. There isn't. I don't care if it's four weeks along. No. Eight weeks. You have a a plan and a... No. Because it's it's a loss of hopes and dreams. It is. But what the Lord taught me is that he has to fill that void. Mm. He has to be the one who comes in and takes your mourning to joy Mm. and who brings you out, you know, takes you out of that pit of despair and brings you to a place of hope in yeah. him. And so I went through the book as well, um, Anxious for Nothing by Max Licato. And it gives an acronym to pray through when you're feeling anxious. And so on the way to all of my appointments, I would work through the acronym CALM. And like that starts with celebrating God's goodness, asking him, laying your request and meditating on good things. So every appointment I did that. And I felt like the Lord would take me from that place of deep anxiety into trust and what the doctors found out with my other two is that the placenta was trying would had switched you know like around 11 weeks the placenta attaches and the yolk sac goes away but the placenta had too many clots to pass nutrients to the baby so there was no way that the baby could survive and so um with lucy at my 10 week appointment the nurse said to me she's like interesting your yolk sac is already going away and the placenta is starting to form. And she was like, we'll see what happens next week. At 11 weeks, the placenta was fully attached to the baby and nutrients were being passed through and the baby was growing. So by 11 weeks, God had already done what hadn't been mm. done with Ezekiel and Nova. Yeah. And she was already surviving on placental nutrients alone. Mm-hmm. And when I got to 12 weeks and they did the 12-week ultrasound, the relief. Oh, I can't <laughs> imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just was like, oh my word. It's just such Did a... Did you sleep the night before? <laughs> no. Oh no. no. And I I was like full on like shaking as I went yeah. in. You know, my husband was with me. We were... Because he actually wasn't with me the other two times that I had that I had gotten the news mm-hmm. because I had so many ultrasounds. I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. You don't need to come. So this time he was there and like just the blessing you know of like seeing a healthy baby and Mm. all your prayers answered and it's not like i did business with god and we were done like it's still growing and changing and now you both know that i'm like a huge surprise pregnant like huge did you know that oh they're the best yeah yeah Yeah. they're They're the best let me tell you yeah well your story just there's so many correlations i feel like between your story and hannah's from the bible yeah like hannah poured out her heart to the lord she wanted a child she had prayed for years and years and years that god would give her this child um and and she's praying she doesn't care what anybody thinks about her Mm -hmm. at this point she's just praying before the lord like in this deep dark desperation and and what 
what what Hannah poured out in anguish, God turned into into worship mm-hmm. because He met her where she was at through the form of Eli. He He answered her prayer in the way that she had asked, and it says that actually in First Samuel that she left the presence of God and she was no longer sad. Yeah, without mm-hmm. being pregnant, by the way. Mm-hmm. Without being pregnant, but just having done business with God like that, it yeah. was incredible. The best line in that story, I marvel at, is when. Uh, her husband Elkanah, I believe, was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says to her, "Aren't I enough, Hannah? <laughs> he knows nothing about women. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this is not when we want same. a baby. Don't mess mm-hmm. with us. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. We want but, a baby. But it's also like Hannah's story wasn't over just because she got pregnant. When she mm-hmm. had prayed to the Lord, she vowed that she would, you know, consecrate, you know, her child to the Lord. And so when after she was done breastfeeding her child, she actually gave her child to be a priest. This mm-hmm. means that he was not living in her house with her. So it doesn't mean that things got easy." easier for her mm-hmm. like this would have been a huge like you had prayed all this all these years for this child and now I gotta like I'm not even with him right now mm-hmm. and so in her story you just see this continual like submission to God's will listening to his voice her praying desperately mm-hmm. but then God coming in and answering all those prayers and giving her the desires mm-hmm. of their heart of her heart mm-hmm. so I the correlations mm-hmm. between your stories are just crazy and that was and this was like a big thing for you at the time was when you read the story I remember you yeah and I um before when the Lord was like you either have to be all in or all out I didn't even know I was pregnant I didn't I hadn't even started my Mm. fertility treatment my second one yeah so like I I when I signed up for BSF and mom's life it was like my it was like okay God I'm gonna give you this chance like I'm Mm. gonna I'm gonna go all in for you and I'm gonna see what happens and then that's when I got pregnant I got pregnant that Mm -hmm. cycle with Lucy and I'm not I don't say that because it's like okay follow the Lord and you get the desires of your heart no it just I think when the Lord he started shifting my view of him being that like God isn't punishing me God's Mm. allowing me to go through this for a reason Mm. like there is God never just puts us through deep suffering just for the sake of it because that's not what love is Mm -hmm. a loving father you would never put your child through anguish for nothing no it hurts you more I'm sure it hurts the Lord more Mm -hmm. you know but what so what was the outcome I mean you said, you know, you wanted to go all in and you just, you couldn't look at the Lord and say, well, this is my gift for going all in. Mm-hmm. Right? I right. Mean, so the Lord has done like a deep work in my heart over the last three years. I mean, um, what got, what I saw as like the worst thing that's ever happened to me, the Lord has used for such good. Mm-hmm. I ministered to so many women who are struggling with infertility. I mm-hmm. probably have like 18 different women that are, um, currently like texting me or messaging me or reaching out to me with like, can you pray for me? I'm starting your fertility treatment. Can you pray for mm-hmm. me? I, I just found out I'm pregnant or I actually had one who I, who I didn't even hadn't talked to ever in my life. We went to high school together. She goes, I saw one of your Instagram lives. I just had my second miscarriage. Would you be willing to pray for me? Can you mm-hmm. send me any resources that you've read that have been a blessing to you? And she just texted me last week. She's like, I'm pregnant and I'm due the same time as you. Oh. And she's like, I'm, I just want you to know that like the book you sent to me really changed my life. Yeah. And she's like, I want you to know that I'm praying for you just like you're praying for me. So like God has done like so many incredible things, brought so many amazing women into my life and he's strengthened my marriage. Like just incredibly. I mean, we're pregnant now. And my husband, I'm like, do you, are you worried? He's like, no, 
Are you worried? <laughs> I mean, I have moments. Yeah, of I definitely have moments yeah. where I mean, I go to ultrasounds and I I shake before I'm in there mm-hmm. and I but I mean, I know where to go when I am mm. anxious. I know what to do. I walk through my acronym and I remember God's goodness and I know that like I I'm doing whatever I can do to make sure that um, the baby will be fine. I'm taking my injections. I'm taking my progesterone. I'm doing all that I can. And the rest is up to God. It's Mm, all in his hands. There's nothing I can do. All I have to do is trust Mm -hmm. and keep my arms open for Lord. What are you doing? What are you teaching me? And how can I bring you glory? And so that condemning voice in the back of your head, has he been tamed and shut up or what? I mean, I feel like he's always still there, but it's rem- mm. it's taking those voices and being like, no, I know who I am in Christ. Mm. The truth. I know what the Lord says about me. I know that there's nothing I could have done to prevent those babies from, you know, going to be with the Lord. But at the end of the day, would I change my experience Probably not. Would I take those babies back and keep them? Yes. But could I keep the knowledge of what I know about the Lord to be true now? Mm. I would never ask for that back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I hear people say similar things. Go, they wouldn't ever want to have anybody else go through mm-hmm. it, but they wouldn't take back the gems, the gifts from the Lord in the midst of the suffering that they've been given. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's if powerful. I could just like know all the things that God has taught me, but still have those two babies. Oh, I would do it. Of course. In a heartbeat. Yeah, totally. And you will see them again. <laughs> I will. You know, yeah. you know there's the hope. Yeah. And I think you need to give the calm. Do you remember the, the acronym that you had when you would try to calm yourself? Yeah. So from, it's from called um, calm. And you start by celebrating God's goodness. So like for me, it would be um, thank you, God, for Aveline. Thank you. Like now it'd be thank you, God, for Aveline. Thank you, God, for Lucy. Thank you for this little life that's growing inside of me. Thank you for um, all that you've done in my life. Thank you for the story that you've created and that you are continuing to create in the work you've done in me. Then you move to A and you ask God, Lord, I want to ask you to fill me with your peace and your um, your joy. Help me to see glimpses of you as I go into my ultrasound, as I go throughout mm. my day. Help me to not give in to fear. Help me to cast my cares upon you. And then you lay your requests. So that would be like, Lord, please protect this baby. Please protect me. Help the medication to work. So anything that you request you have, lay it at his feet. Uh And then M is meditating on good things. So then fill your mind with worship music or prayer or praise. And when I walk through that, when I'm feeling anxious, it diminishes any anxiety because I'm bringing the Lord into it. Like the enemy cannot stand when you are actively inviting the Lord in. And so that's what I do now. And so that silences the enemy Yes, because Mm -hmm. I'm bringing God into my struggle. And you know, that's a real tool others can use. So thank you for sharing that with us. I know that will be helpful to many because it's not only in this kind of situation. Um, we, uh, we can have all kinds of uh, situations that bring anxiety on yeah, us, anything. even the, the last couple years in our society and mm-hmm. what's really happened here with pandemic and, and racial tensions, it can bring a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Even if you're like going into a social setting, you can use it if you have social anxiety, you know, or whatever it is, you can use the acronym CALM. And it's good because I'm like, when you use the CALM acronym, you feel calm. Yeah. It it works really nice. You can't sleep at night. I mean, there's so many symptoms of that depression and anxiety, which are kind of the 
you know, two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very often people have depression and anxiety together. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And, and we, if you're listening and like, if this is something that you're going through, like something that you've been struggling with, maybe there's, maybe it's infertility. Maybe it's, um, you know, you've just been waiting on the Lord and praying and you feel like, he's distant from you or he's like not answering your prayers or something. I pray that you reach out to us. Um, we are really a sisterhood of women who are here for each other. And so if you are experiencing any of that, like, please let us know. And we also want to challenge you to go through that calm acronym. Like if you are in these moments of panic and where you are, you know, the the truth feels far, like go through that acronym that you Mm -hmm. said, like, I'm going to get that from you. I want you to send that to me. And there's a quote that, um, I heard that I want us to just kind of end on here. It's sometimes the miracle isn't in your prayer being answered, but in your faith being grown as you wait. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's so true about God that sometimes your situation doesn't change, but you've changed. Mm -hmm. And so, and so that is what makes the difference. Mm -hmm. And so man, your story is just powerful. Seeing you with Lucy and Mm Aveline is just this beautiful, powerful picture of just the glory of God mm-hmm. in your life. Like seriously, mm-hmm. like you are just amazing. And honestly, like I knew when I met you that you had to come on here. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, we really appreciate you sharing your yeah. heart, your innermost feelings here, your struggles, your, your vulnerability, your like vulnerability. And now here you are pregnant again. I know. So, I mean, the story goes on. God's yeah. grace is full circle. But can I life. pray for you? Yes. Yeah, yes. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together with Hannah, Lord. You have created life within her again, and we do pray for protection for her, for mm. the uh, for Hannah, and for this yes, life, this child. May she carry it to full term, mm. and may there be three little beautiful siblings in this family, mm. Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the gift of life and for the wonder it is that we as women carry them within our own bodies, Lord. What mm. a miracle each and every conception and birth is, Lord. So thank you so much for her vulnerability and for the tools she's given all of us to cope with some anxieties that we all have. And I pray, Father, now that uh, this story would be mightily used for the good of many, many Mm. would be helped by this. And it's in Christ's name we've prayed. Amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming. 